Hi, I'm Anthony. And I'm Josh. Welcome to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. So today we're going to be talking about The Accountant, a new movie from Gavin O'Connor, who also directed Warrior, uh, which is a, maybe his most popular movie. Um, and then he also directed The Glass House back in 2001, which is kind of a thriller horror movie, which I think was pretty popular, even though it's kind of terrible. And did you see, did you see, wait, did you see it? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, okay. it's like I, a, I haven't. I never seen any of these movies you're listing. Warrior. Never yeah, I never Warrior? saw it. That's, I know it has Tom Hardy, right? And Joe oh, Edgerton. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, never, I never got around to it. He also did Jane Got a Gun, the Natalie Portman movie that came out last year, Ooh. which I didn't see, but it, I don't think it got very good <laughs> reviews. No, it didn't. It was one of those things I was in like production hell for a long time, and like, yeah, it was a mess. Yeah, so this movie stars Ben Affleck, and then also stars Anna Kendrick, um, Jeffrey Tambor, J.K. Simmons, John Barenthal, Cynthia Adai Robinson, um, and... I don't know. I, I Josh and I kind of at least I skipped out on this for like two weeks or so because I think we were both pretty excited to watch the movie, and then all these reviews kept coming in about you know pretty negatively on it, and um, that kind of dissuaded me from seeing it for a bit, and um, just something I was like, do I really want to make time for this, et cetera, et cetera. And I know Josh and I haven't recorded a podcast in a while. Josh has since started work. Uh, in the same city that he was interviewing in last time we recorded a podcast and uh, just, you know, kind of coming to you live from my mom's kitchen right now on a dinner table with a portable tray holding up my microphone. So we're uh, kind of makeshifting it right now until we're both a little more settled in. But yeah, well, the thing you mentioned that I started this job, I, I definitely had been excited when I saw the previews for this movies, but then when I saw the... Um, reviews i was kind of put down but i didn't put off seeing it like i don't blame someone that might have been a little hesitant because the reviews were not good but i was just like i'm gonna enjoy my last day of freedom before i start this job sure so i or my last week of freedom so i saw a lot of movies last week and uh i was pleasantly surprised like i don't i don't know if my initial reaction was as positive as yours and like i've still been thinking about the movie a lot but just with how low i had set my expectations and how i didn't think it was terrible i left it did feeling pretty good though even if i didn't wasn't like ready to say it was a great movie i was like this was a much better experience than i'd expected so i'm happy yeah i i i don't think it was a great movie but i thought it was i would say it was good and well above the average slash meh ratings that it's been getting and uh, i haven't honestly read many reviews or many little blurbs from rotten tomatoes or whatever else but i guess i'm not really seeing why it, the reaction would be so negative to me because I feel like this is like a, almost the perfect example, kind of like the shallows to me of I spent $12 or whatever it was and I'm it was well worth the price of admission for me to see this movie and I enjoyed it and I don't like regret spending money to see it whereas something like Girl on the Train, which we both recently saw too, I feel the opposite about. Yeah, I mean, it, it, um, I, I think... Usually, when we do these podcasts, I like I've looked at some reviews and I know what people didn't like about it. But if I I just haven't had the time to do that, so if I if I like I I, I know people thought the girl girl on the train was melodramatic. I don't really know what what more you want to like at least give a positive like a somewhat positive review to a movie like this. Like I said, I didn't necessarily think it was great, but I think it was a a solid thriller if nothing else. Like I don't know what big 
problem there would be with it. We should say, I mean, if someone's listening to this that hasn't watched it and they're trying to decide, because we can, I think this is a very easy one to do a um, to do a spoiler section for, because there's some obvious things yeah, that we can definitely. we can put past. So I can we just to lay out the premise in case someone is a little wary from the Rotten Tomato score and they're listening to try and learn a little more about it. But Ben Affleck plays a guy that has um, suffers from autism or um, and. It's just high-functioning uh, autism. I think he says directly in the movie, right? Okay, I, yeah, it's uh, high-functioning autism, and he's he's an accountant, but he lives a lives a double life, and he. But we, you, you as the viewer don't ever really exactly know exactly what he does, other than he goes around and like beats people up. Like you don't, you don't. Yeah, and I, and I don't necessarily have a problem that the movie kind of leaves you in the dark on it. It's a little, it's it's kind of interesting actually. I mean, I couldn't really think of another movie that did exactly something like that, where they just put the like you're you don't exactly know what the main character's motivations are but like you know exactly what he's capable of and you know there's a lot more to him and you're you are anxious to find out and the sometimes when a movie hides the ball like it really frustrates me and i wouldn't say i was ever quite frustrated by it in this movie i thought it was interesting i maybe thought um i, I wanted to like I, I thought maybe it ended kind of suddenly and without really telling you everything about what he had been doing, but I don't think you necessarily needed to know to get what his goals were. Like that, that part is answered enough, even if you don't know the extent of his behind the scenes jobs that he's doing that were, that are only hinted at to the audience. And it's fun enough to watch him go around and being an action star who, and then seeing him also just be like super weird. Like that was probably my favorite part of this movie. It was like, he, he we say high functioning autism, but it's like, He's having to interact with a lot of people and more than maybe some – I mean, yes, an accountant's a job where you're sitting by yourself in a room a lot. But the story that we're watching is him having to talk to people, which is like, yeah, it was cool to like see Ben Affleck beat the shit out of people. But I just really enjoyed like seeing him play this super weird guy and then just like have to interact with normal people. Like that was yeah. – I, I got a lot of laughs out of me. Like I don't really – I think some of the people in my theater laughed too even though like – it was like a 350 on a Thursday, so it wasn't like the most crowded theater either. Yeah, I think I should preface this by saying that we both, I think we're both like really in on Ben Affleck in general. So maybe that helps our, our I don't know, our eye when we're watching the movie. Um, well, and like, why would people be out on Ben Affleck aside from Gilles. just not, just not, just not. <laughs> so people that haven't watched one of his movies in like the last 14 years, because he, 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 I mean, like you said, like he hasn't done a, he hasn't been in a ton of movies other than uh, Batman v Superman that he didn't direct, but like everything that he's directed has been yeah, pretty good. I so, agree. Like, and, but... and started. In. So, like, I mean, or, well, he didn't star in Gone Baby Gone, but like that was probably my favorite of the movies he's directed. But like he, he does, he's done good stuff. Like he's had a whole another act to his career since he made some shitty stuff in the early 2000s. No question. No question. And I don't know. Maybe the thing that made people uncomfortable is just the whole idea of trying to put it into film like high functioning autism and maybe they didn't think it worked or they, uh, I don't know, maybe they like felt bad, like, or didn't know if they should laugh or not laugh or whatever. But to me, I think they wanted I, you to laugh. Like, yeah, I think they did. And I, I don't think the movie was it's trying to be super deep or super like, uh, make a statement or anything like that. I think it was just like, this is a story of this guy. We're telling it at face value. And like you said, they're trying to hide the ball a little bit and that's, I wouldn't really say they were hiding the ball in the plot, but just sort of like not really. They don't really need. They didn't really need to go super into this character for you to a enjoy the movie and b like understand what's happening in front of you. Yeah, no, well, 
probably not. I mean, like it's just they, they are hinting a lot at the different things he's doing, and uh, I, I kept I kept kind of wanting to know more, but like I didn't feel uh, totally lost. Like I got the idea that he was doing jobs for money and uh, something, and then like, but then like he so basically something he's doing in his accountant capacity that like calls on him to utilize his skills in the other like really secret agent type shit he's doing yeah and th- th- those two parts of his life in a way end up intersecting and once you're like okay well i mean at least i know because he's doing this other stuff he's has the ability to do all this other action hero stuff he's doing when he's running around with anna kendrick then uh i, I don't need to know the other stuff now we're in this one story even though and they kind of and they kind of do answer your questions a little bit later as to why he's off why he's why he's really uh-huh. skilled why he's really skilled in fighting we learn that throughout the movie and we do learn his motivations eventually it was just i spent some of the movie just kind of like all right are we gonna figure this out like it wasn't like a huge problem for me i was just like all right are we are they eventually gonna tell us and they they, they kind of do it just takes a while to get there yeah i think maybe a lot of it is just us as our society now is so like impatient where this movie is just like you're watching it and you, like you said, you want to know why this is happening, why that's happening, why he's acting this way, why he's having a reaction to X, Y, or Z. And I think that they do an adequate job of, of explaining it later. A, 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 definitely a little bit of it comes off too much of um, they're literally like telling you things. Like they just have like a narrator basically with like a flashback describing every single thing you're seeing on screen, which is it, whatever. It happens in movies. That's probably the most cliche thing that happens to me. Um, but I, I don't know, I enjoyed like all the payoffs and the relationships and the interactions with different people because no one else is really the star of the movie. It's really just him and um, a bunch of other famous people sort of playing like five to ten minute intervals with him. Yeah, periphery and just in the, they're in the periphery a lot. And like, yeah, I think, like I said, there's stuff it could have done like that would have this left me not like wondering for quite as long, which would have been fine. But like maybe what a lot of the critics didn't like was just like, they didn't like just hanging out with Ben Affleck playing this weird guy. And that's what you were doing for a good chunk of it. When there wasn't action, it was like, you were just like seeing him. And like, I thought some uh, reviews and stuff, like I did read some reviews. It's not like I, but that was like, uh, but like, no, actually I didn't read anything beforehand. I just like saw like tweets and stuff where reviewers like, tweeted out their link to their review and it's just like oh i don't i really sat around and watched ben affleck do math and there's like one sequence of that like yeah i think and then which was arguably done in a somewhat interesting way so i didn't find that that problematic and like other stuff is just like him going around having to talk to people and it was just really funny to see how people dealt with him and i maybe people didn't enjoy that and if you didn't enjoy that i can see why you didn't enjoy the movie but it worked for me because um I, he was pretty good and like um, we didn't really talk that much about, I, I briefly mentioned Anna Kendrick and, uh, she's one of my favorites, but as I'm watching this, like, I'm wondering, like, have I just kind of fallen in love with like the version of Anna Kendrick that we get on late night show interviews? Cause she's like the best actress at doing those and she's very charming and I like her. But when you, when I was thinking about it, it's like during this movie, it's like, what has she really done that I think's great besides up in the air, pitch perfect and Pitch Perfect One, to clarify. And, yeah, yeah, and 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 Happy Christmas, which I know you're not a big fan of the Joe Swanberg stuff, but I really uh, like Happy. I, I really like Happy Christmas. It was a good showcase for her, even if you don't like the movie. And I'm like, besides those three, like, 
what is she really like most of the stuff she's done has gotten pretty bad reviews and i'm like and i'm thinking about this as i'm watching the movie i'm like is she just going to kind of play the same person she does to a, to a certain extent different variations of it what she does in the up in the air is very different but you can argue she does the same thing a lot and she does that well but i think it was a different challenge having to do that while interacting with someone giving the kind of performance ben affleck was doing and i thought she was very good at it yeah i thought they actually wrote her pretty well and they're just like like a how they uh cross paths and then b how they were supposed to interact and the stuff with like the donuts in the in the coffee room or whatever just killed me um and i don't know i thought it was i thought it was pretty good and you're right i mean i think we've sort of maybe off off mic had conversations about her and i love her too but i just don't necessarily think she's been in that great of stuff lately but she was perfectly good in this role and they didn't make it this huge cliche like love story it was it's an action movie it's not a love story well they hinted that but thankfully they don't go back to it yeah yeah exactly which i think would have made the movie entirely worse in my opinion because i was i was nervous they were going there and that it was just going to become like two people in a car out running bad guys when only one person knows how to do anything and then she'll shoot a gun at someone and oh my god she saves the day for no reason and that kind of thing so i'm i'm glad at how her how her character arc went i also have to mention um i completely forgot that john lithgow is in this movie and he's he's pretty good i like john lithgow a lot i just he blanked my mind when we were talking about it earlier yeah he's kind of the uh conflicted head Catalyst. of the corporation that yeah. uh ben affleck is having to do an audit of and uh yeah i mean he makes the most out of uh the few scenes he's in he does a pretty good job of playing that guy who like is uh maybe not a bad guy but has definitely been in some sort of compromised situation and that's yeah. like, harder to play than just being like a straight up heel or a straight up uh, saint. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about J.K. Simmons real quick because it's interesting to me how he sort of does. Well, he's like a dick the first time he shows up on screen and then he's just normal the rest of the time. Well, not, not even that. I just, it's interesting to me how he does like really good movies and like really thick parts like in Whiplash and then he'll sort of just, you know, play these, some of these shitty movies that he's in just like to be in them and he just gets paid and he. I don't want to say hey, he... Speaking I don't wanna, of shitty movies, you know, he joined the uh, DC yeah, uh, the, universe. That's part of, that's part of inspired <laughs> that comment. Um, but um, I don't know. It's Right? Like, he, he's been in some movies where he just is kind of... He's just kind of there. And he doesn't really... Yeah, like, he can, like, bring it, like, I mean... Like, like think like, about Terminator. Like in, Genesis, or Oz. Remember? Or, well, no, I, I didn't see that movie because oh. I figured it was going to be really bad. Like, uh, yeah, that's fine. That, Oh, well, I mean, I guess that's one that you liked more than the critics also because I just like never felt the need to go back and see it once I yeah, saw it. Yeah, I just was a Terminator fan, so I wanted to see but, it. But, but I, I get what you're saying. You're, you're probably saying that was just like a whatever part, but like he's capable of doing what he did in Whiplash and like, yeah. an Oz, like Oz. Like, yeah. He's pretty amazingly terrifying in Oz and, and in Whiplash. Like, I like asking people like who's scarier, Terrence Flesher or Vern Schillinger, because he can be like really scary. But oh, and he was in um he was in the Meddler, which I told you you should watch. He's, mm-hmm. he's really good in that. Like yeah, that's you, you, Anthony was asking me for some, like some VOD stuff that came out this year that you should watch, and like he's like essentially he's probably 10 years younger than her, but he's like the love interest for Susan Sarandon. And he's like very charming in that. So he can be like the terrifying Nazi in jail. He can be the guy charming, the 70 year old woman. And uh, didn't he play, um, Zoe's dad in, or 
Paul Rudd's dad and I love you, man, too. And I do not recall. He's in because um, it's him and Andy Samberg. Remember, they're like, like his best man. And yeah, he's yeah. like four, he's like fourteen years older than Paul Rudd. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, sorry, I, I kind of cut you off before you said what your thoughts were on him in this. No, I just I just think it's interesting because he, there's there's sort of as you proceed through the movie, they actually give the character like a little bit to do and act, but it's really just the flashback scene. And otherwise, he's just like, hey, I'm a director of the CIA thing. Do this. I'm the boss. And it's just like a very generic role for a while. Some actors just like to do that kind of thing. They'll just show up. And I mean, it's funny. We were talking about Anna Kendrick. Like, that is what she's done a lot of the last couple of years. It's like, yeah. maybe like she'll like show up in something for like a few scenes and uh, and be pretty good in it and then just kind of go away. Like, she, I don't know. Maybe she just hasn't gotten offered a lot of like lead roles that she's like really into, but she was in like the digging for fire the last joe swanberg movie like and like really good for like one scene and then she was in a movie called life after beth like this zombie movie uh for, that was at sundance a few years ago not that well reviewed and but she has like a, one or two scenes same thing with the voices it's a really interesting ryan reynolds movie i don't know if you saw that one no i never um, saw that but you talked yeah. to me about it yeah, yeah, yeah. You should watch. You should definitely watch it just because it's like a really cool Ryan Reynolds performance. I never decided if I liked the movie or not, but she has like one scene in that, so, so she like just shows up for stuff. And like some actors are just like, I'll go hang out with some people that I like. J.K. Simmons is like, sure, I'll go hang out with Ben Affleck in a thriller. Like, but yeah, I guess he doesn't even have that many scenes with him, so I really don't know why I wanted to be in this movie. Yeah, I guess he's like that. That flashback scene is really meaty, and maybe he thought it would be like a really prestigious movie. Which, while we liked it, it didn't really end up getting received that way. Yeah, uh, keep getting them checks, J.K. Um, yeah, sure. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I what, 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 and while we're talking about performances, before we get to spoilers, what do you think about Bernthal? Um, you know, strong as always. Uh, I he didn't get a lot. He didn't get enough meat to say spectacular, but I mean, he he acted the hell out of his out of his uh, scenes. I was just like, I don't know who the like, I don't know. Like, I felt like the the end, the end like put all like put. I don't know if he even put some of his earlier scenes in another perspective. Like, you figured out the twist involving him a lot sooner than I did, and I was just like, I don't know why this guy's here. He just seems like he's totally going for it. Like, I didn't like it. Like, he went for it in Daredevil, and I really like that. Probably more than this, but like he. Well, he gets stuff to do in Daredevil, though. Yeah, here he's just like kind of having a few scenes where he's acting really cocky, and then at the end of this, he has stuff to do. And I think he, like you're saying, I think he acted the hell out of the the, the last scene in this, but um, uh, the last the last scene he has in this. But I was just like, I don't know why he's here. Like I always like him these days, but I was just like, what is this guy doing? You know. He reminded me of his own character in Sicario there for a while. Honestly, I, it is true with the way that he and Sakari has to play all those different notes. He kind of has to do that here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I like Barenthal. He's really with the last like two years, he's been in a lot of stuff and sort of turned his career around. Mm-hmm. So good for him. I, I'm a fan. Yeah. He got he, like, I mean, I thought it was just like a sign that he wasn't a good actor that he like had to leave the walking dead after two seasons. Cause Thank like God. If, 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 Thank if, God. If, if, if you can't manage to stay on a show that like, I mean, like The Walking Dead, like that isn't like stocked with great actors. Aside from like the one stretch where they got a lot of people from The Wire, it's like that doesn't speak highly of your acting abilities. And then so I thought, all right, that guy's career is over. And then it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah, thank God, because The Walking Dead is trash, and there are no apologies for that on this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to just get in a little bit of spoilers then before we before we end up? Sure. All right, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be back talking spoilers for The Accountant.
cue music. Hello, we're back. Uh, hi, guys. We're back talking spoilers for the accountant. Um, where do you want to start, Josh? There's there's only a little, a few things to spoil here, but they're pretty interesting. Okay, so first I want to ask because the one that I totally missed till like I was talking to you about the movie three days later was the stuff that um, happens with him and the. Um, I guess the autistic school is that what you yeah the head of the institute or whatever right 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 well, like when they were showing the flashback scenes the way they fr- I, I think it was the way they framed that which is kind of like lost me a little bit was that like I thought it was his sister and his family too yes is that what you're going to say what do you what do you mean by like this in, his the, sister the beginning of the movie is that what we're talking about or I mean later in the movie when they're like uh, going yes. to the school and the guy is like telling them about how he can he can go there free of charge and then he's wandering around and then he and then he walks in on the girl that has the speaking problems and she's like going she she has like a an episode and that then, wasn't a flashback though that was present day no 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 like when younger him yeah yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When, no when little him walks that's the beginning into, of the movie right no 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 that's later in the movie once we've like seen his parents take him there um or maybe it's the beginning. I don't know. Like when I, th- I thought there was this time. I thought it was maybe, the first scene of the movie. Okay, I thought maybe there was a time later on in the movie too where they're at the school, but I don't know. Like whatever. But the, but the last thing we see, the, whatever it is, the last flashback scene we see is like him walking in and her having an episode after his parents had been talking to the head of the school. Yeah, that's the big, that's the first scene of the movie when he does the Muhammad Ali poster, right? The the puzzle. Uh, it's been over a week since I've seen it at this point, so I'll, I'll take your word for it on that. But like, I just it didn't leave me with the f- having a foregone conclusion that he ended up going to this school. So, um, I guess like I just didn't really, the, the, like I I just assume like I didn't pick up on the the connection about like the the woman being the voice and the being the voice in the phone through the computer because I just assumed like oh his parents probably got freaked out and just never brought him back to that school so it wasn't on my radar just because of the way they shot the way they had edited that scene well know? I don't think that they I don't think he was there I think it was probably a thing when he got older he went back and reconnected yeah with him. well yeah because he he's the one who built the thing and donated all the money to it that's what they were saying like all the donations were legitimate for all the money he was stealing and stuff. I, well, I assume that like he, the reason he even cared enough to do that in the first place was because he did end up going there and like it had some yeah. really well, and, he, yeah. and he had some connection with them. But well, I think I it mean, was like, just because the girl helped him find the last puzzle piece, and that was sort of like his his connection with her. Oh, well, I just assumed like for for him to have this deep connection where he's giving him all this money and he is uh and, and he's using her to help. Like I assumed that like there had been a much longer relationship throughout his childhood there for him to like go that deep with him, like. So you didn't you didn't take it as him having ended up going to that school for you? Well, they uh, had the flashbacks where him and his brother and his dad were sort of all over the place. So so you figured he wasn't in school there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, th- that was the thing. I guess uh, that's fine. Like that doesn't bother me that that's what they that that if that's exactly what it was, just he remembered the puzzle piece. Like because I'm sure something like that meant something to him, given his nature and how he was about finishing things. Like that works. It was just I just assumed it was like. I just assume like, oh, so he ended up going to the school and really becoming friends with her, and then they needed financial support, and that's how he started it. So, I mean, like, I don't want a movie to be too reliant on flashbacks, and this one already had a lot of them. So I'm not saying I needed, like, a bunch of scenes with him as he went to school through the years, but, like, that part just confused me a little bit, and maybe I'm just, like, I just didn't – this just didn't – click in my head and maybe it did for most other people that actually went to see this movie but that was the one 
Like I'm, like I'm not trying to give it, say this a huge knock. Like I made it clear early in the podcast that I did enjoy the movie. That was just like that sport, that main twist. Just I, it went over my head, and I'm ashamed that it did because it seemed like it, you, you, you put it together pretty quickly. But like, I just think if they like, like I don't know, like. Uh, it doesn't really. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things whether or not he went to the school for a long time. But like, yeah. I was just making some assumptions in my head, you know. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I just, I just figured they had the scene where she found the puzzle piece for him as like this person. Thank you. She helped me. She's someone in my life. And then as he gets older and yeah. and he's high functioning, he sort of just has this um, epiphany that he wants to help him out. Well, yeah, not even them. I think he just wants people like him to have a place to be and have a place to, um, you know, not be treated like however he was treated by his parents. It was like an institute for everyone that had autism. And well, do you think, so, would, would you have liked to have seen something else in the movie, though, aside from the scene with the puzzle that, like, gave you, like, a little more insight into how he might even be the capable of having those kind girl. of capable of having those kind of feelings or do you think the scenes with um with Anna Kendrick did enough of that I think the flashbacks and everything else did enough for me like okay. I said I think this movie wasn't supposed to be that deep really I think it's just like a face value well, thing and we well, don't no, need no, to well, well I get that it didn't it's not it's not trying to be a message movie about autism yeah. which I appreciate I just mean like I didn't necessarily like even like I thought it almost seemed like I guess he did have a little bit more of a human side with a couple of those scenes with Anna Kendrick, and I think it maybe it earns that other stuff through that. It was just like, aside from that though, it just seemed like he is so isolated in the rest of his life. It's like I didn't know he could care about anything that much besides like making sure his his three utensils were always clean. And yeah, shit, you know? well, with the way he the way they had the the scene where he's helping out the two old people with their taxes made it seem like he sort of does that a lot. Remember, that is a good. That, he's a really good from point. From city to city, all the time, changing names. I want to know how he got clients in the first place because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that really wants to go out and grease palms and put up yeah. advertising and stuff like that. So I was curious about that, but he, he does. Uh, that, that, but the, the, that you mentioned the old couple. Aside from him moving around a lot, that was an interesting scene because, like, I, even if that's not the point you were just trying to make, I think where he's like trying to help them, like. Cut some corners on their taxes. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to help him cut some corners on their taxes, and he's doing it in a very sly way because he does care. He thinks they're nice people, and he wants to do something nice for them. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very subtle. Like I mean, like like I, I get that. Like some I don't like we said we don't know why the critics didn't like it, but like there's ways they could have done that in much less subtle ways, which a, a nowhere near as good movie would have done. And yeah, that's not what they did here. Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. It was. It, and then they have like a you know they pay it off later on with with him going to their house and and sort of having this like uh, mercenary fight and then just waving at them like hey what's up <laughs> and walking mm-hmm. away like uh, I don't know it wasn't it was a nice little like interlude in the movie and way to tie things together that it, it showed his humanity and also the scene with Anna Kendrick like you said in the hotel where he's like I want to talk to people I just don't know how mm-hmm. um, so for me I feel like. I feel like it was enough, honestly. Right, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and how about the um, how about that last sequence? So you caught on on the Burnthal thing a lot sooner than I did. At what point in the movie were you like, all right, he's too important for the, him not to be the guy's brother? <laughs> well, I didn't even think about that until they started having the flashback with him and his dad at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And then when his brother wasn't there, I was like, okay, then it's it's Burnthal. Um, cause his brother was so active in all of the flashbacks and then he wasn't there. So, 
Once like, once Barenthal started looking at the TV, like, wait, what? And he's just like sending all these guys out to die. <laughs> he's just staring. He's just watching them die. And then he's like, yo, <laughs> brother, what's up, man? And he just walks out. He doesn't even have his gun on him. He just walks out at him. And Yeah, it, it, like, it clicked for me, like, not before he called him his brother, but I'm just like, oh, they're going to have a showdown. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's probably his brother. Like that was when, that was when it just kind of dawned on me. I'm like, oh, okay. Like it, it was like right before they explicitly told us. I just it clicked for me, so I figured it out. But like, I didn't make the connection. But like, you're right. At the funeral, if it's like if they're not going to have the adult version of him there, there's probably a reason for it. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that was about it. That was that stuff was a little bit too on the nose when you like look back at it. I think. But, but like it was still a really well acted scene, and it, and it makes sense then later on what happens, like how because. At that point, you have to think he was at least functioning enough to be in the army and be decorated and whatever. And him and his dad actually had a good connection. Whereas when the flashbacks, you think that they're like having a terrible relationship, and maybe they still did, but they respected each other enough to be in each other's company, etc. And then, you know, his dad gets shot, and he sort of goes off the rails even more, right? I think that's I think that's a reasonable reaction for a character to have. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. Yeah, I don't know. I. I I liked it, and people said there were too many plots, I think, is a lot of the blurbs that I saw, like too many like storylines, and I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty straightforward, honestly. I mean, like, yeah, they they went off and did a lot of things with a lot of characters, but, like, I mean, at one point, like, b- b- I mean, the Bernthal stuff made sense in hindsight for a little while. It seemed a little disconnected for me, but, like, everything else was pretty, like, pretty straight on. Like, I mean... They they tie the J.K. Simmons stuff in pretty well to it too, you know. Like that seems like it might be its own thing, but like it, I I'm fine with movies kind of being a little sprawling, but then bringing as long as you bring them together, you know. I think people probably didn't like the stuff with the robotics and John Lithgow and the, the other old guy dying and stuff, but I don't know. It it made sense to me. I honestly I honestly don't even remember that stuff that much at this point. So like I mean, it didn't bother me, but it didn't leave a didn't leave a ton of an impression on me. I just know like it's it was that stuff that went into the company that he needed to investigate and it's like whatever right yeah that 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 was necessary to that was necessary to move the plot along some whatever yeah um but yeah i mean this movie's not high art but it's 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 good and and if you got you know if you want to go see a movie and you want to kill two hours i think this is a decent way to spend 12 bucks and plus popcorn right yeah i i agree like I, i uh not 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 as good as I wanted to not as good as I was hoping when I saw the trailer but definitely like not as bad as I think it's been made out to be yeah and maybe it's a maybe it's a reflection of the quality of movies we've seen over the last couple of months collectively but I I I don't know I thought it was a pleasant surprise and just something I enjoyed sitting through and I don't necessarily need to watch it again but I'm sure it'll be one of those things like shooter that's just on TNT randomly in the next couple of years right I I don't know sure um, so hopefully Josh and I will get some more podcasts out turning pretty quickly now. I'll be moving in my place like 10 days or so. So Yeah, and, uh, and apologies if the sound quality is not quite as good as this. It is on some other pods. We had some Skype technical difficulties, but hopefully on the next couple podcasts we do, like that will be working better because the sound quality is a little better on Skype and we're doing this on FaceTime. Yeah, for sure. Um, so again, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it is at A-Clambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. And I'm at Josh Jernavoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. Podcast Twitter, Josh, what is it? 52 and 52 pod? Yep.
And the same with the You email. can be our 10th follower. Yeah, double digits. <laughs> um, and then podcast email 52and52pod at gmail.com. You can reach me, Josh or Rachel, and uh, we'll definitely get back to you. And hopefully with uh, some better quality movies coming out in the next couple of weeks, we can, can get some more interesting um, podcast reviews up, I hope. All right. Yep. Yeah, so thank you for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time.